Coach Ken New Matololo, is the, I get it right? Yeah. First job. time. Yeah. There we go. Welcome to the Illuminati Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So we wanted to do this because not only does USF have to play Navy every two out of every four years, they're also taking on Georgia Tech this year. They'll play Georgia Tech next year. We have tried to, through that process, learn as much about triple option football as we can. We don't want to get, have you give away all the secrets, but we've seen some evolutions in the offense. You can see what Willie Fritz does at Tulane, where they're doing more things out of shotgun, but still running a lot of option type stuff. Not similar to what you do, but just sort of how is your offense taking in the new concept of things like RPOs, working at a shotgun? Do you have any any desire to move to some of that stuff, or are you just going to run the base stuff that's worked for you for almost 20 years? We're, we base out a triple option. We're a triple option team, but everybody does RPOs. I mean, all of us got RPOs involved in your offense. The amount of times you use it may vary with different teams. It's not a big part of what we do, but we do RPO stuff. We've started to do a lot of option stuff out of the gun, you know, and a lot of the principles are the same, but just the launch point of the quarterback, the mesh point is a little bit different, gives you different angles, uh, different timing. Uh, I think the thing that we've probably evolved from um, our offense stemmed from Georgia Tech's offense from Coach Johnson, who's a heavy triple midline option team, which we still are too. But for us, the evolving to zone option which is, you know, we'll still be in a true option phase. We'll, we'll give the ball. Whatever the defense gives us, we'll take. But we've also added in our offense the zone stuff where now we can dictate where we want the ball to go. When years pass, true, true triple option teams would just give the ball wherever the defense wants. The defense might say, you know what, the quarterback's going to carry the ball. Okay, the quarterback, will let him carry the ball 30 times. Or the fullback, we're going to make the fullback beat us. And... Maybe in years past when that happens, maybe we're not doing as well. So we've evolved from the standpoint, you know what, we're not always going to go that way. We'll do some zone option stuff. We'll, we'll actually block people at the point of attack so we can take the ball where we want the ball to go. The last time Navy played USF in 2016, USF was coming off just getting trounced by Temple the week before. What what did they do defensively? I know they changed up. They went like bare front against you guys. What, what was so successful in that, that day? Their offense. <laughs> I mean, when we scored, I mean, it was a high-scoring game. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just we just fell behind so quickly. You know, what I mean, it just with Quinn Flowers and they just got ahead of us so quickly that um, it was hard to come back. You know, they I think scored 28 in the first half. So it was their offense that gave us trouble. So really, and that is probably the one thing that, you know, you would probably want football games to, to be the longer in those spaces because with this offense, it's very difficult. If you get buried two, three touchdowns, it's, it gets real tough real quick. Well, normally I would say yes, but we actually came back that game. We actually had the ball at yeah, the end. Yeah, and you, and you were driving at the end. Yeah, yeah I mean, so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we feel like we can adapt and do stuff. We like to keep the game shorter, but... And it all depends on the game. When you're recruiting in the system, and of course, recruiting in an academy is completely a separate entity anyway, but also you're, when you're recruiting to the system, what kind of players do you look for that might get overlooked by, you know, Power 5 teams and things like that? What what makes a player, is it is there a size? Is there a speed? Is there a, a, a like, do you want thicker legs for blocking? What, do you, what are you looking for specifically in recruits? Well, that's a great question. We kind of evolved to, we take what we can get. Obviously, we'd all want guys faster and bigger, but we get the guys that are, the linemen are 6'4", 
280 because they get overlooked because they're not big enough for other people. And we'll get the skilled guys that are not the 4-4 kids, but maybe the 4-6 kids. And so because of that, you know, we put them into our offense. But it, I don't know if there's a, a size per se that we want guys this size. We just It's just the nature of... You know, other bigger schools take the bigger guys and the faster guys, and we kind of take the other guys. And it kind of fits in what we do. You know, uh, the option gives us a chance with smaller guys and bigger guys to be successful. But it's not to say if we had bigger and faster guys, it, it would definitely help us too. Uh, what, when you recruit, how many guys are you typically bringing in every year? Great question. We sign a normal class to come in direct. Well, you know, 25 might be a little bit lower. But we also got kids that we have to sign for our prep school. And so we try to send a team, you know, it could be about 50 guys to send because they got to f- fill their own team at our prep school. So the natural, the normal class coming in is between, you know, I'd say 55 and 65 kids. Wow. How does that change practice structures? Do you, do you separate them out into groups or how, I mean, to have a 200 kids on the field to get them all reps can be, can be more of a challenge. Yeah, it just, it, well, I think it's helped us develop our guys and it's allowed us to practice. We have some scout teams. You got to be super efficient, but it allows, especially on the defense side of the ball, allows us to practice for up-tempo teams because we'll have three or four huddles going. It allows us to run different types of offenses against the defense. It allows us to stay fresher. You know, and then it allows us to develop guys because you're not standing around. You're always being involved. Uh, knees in practice. We, we see you cutting every single game. How do you prevent your defense? And I know you've got that depth that, that a lot of schools would like, but how do you keep your defense fresh and keep them from, from the injury problems that could happen when, you're, you know, when they're seeing that offense every single day? And it can certainly be a challenge. We we always hear the story, you know, it feels like you play two football games after you've played Navy because of just the physical toll that it takes. How do you keep your defense fresh? Yeah, and I think it's kind of to me, it's kind of a misnomer too. It's all about the cutting part of it because because then you got teams that are pass protecting and they're they're going backwards the whole time, or you got zone blocking where people go east and west. Our offensive line goes north and south. We're still a physical forward team. And so I think that's, it's not just the cut blocking, it's the different part, it's the part the way we block. So if you got offensive tackle just kick sliding the block, uh-huh. when we got a tackle that's coming to hit you in the mouth every snap, so that's the part of the physicality I think sometimes gets over. I mean, everybody talks about the cut blocking rule, but I mean, look at game, I mean, it's not that part, it's I think the other part of it too, the way we play from a north-south blocking perspective, I think is different also. Does that does that wear down your defense a little bit more because you are so physical? No, and I think like you talked about the early numbers, just with the numbers mm-hmm. allows us to get different guys. But then our guys are feel like we're more used to physical type of play, you know, because we go against each other and it's not, uh, you know, maybe all pass protection and stuff like that. Just the last one. What keeps you coming back to Navy? Your, your name's always out that potential jobs, potential jobs, and you always, you just always, is it home? Like, is that, is that what it is? Well, I've been here 21 years. Yeah. And I always tell this to people, tell recruits, if there are some offers out there that I feel it might be something I'm interested, I'll look. And I say that, but I'm still here. <laughs> so it shows you, like, uh, the grass isn't always greener. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just, I love where I'm at. But, you know, some of the opportunities... I think for my family financially, I have to look at, you know, but money's not everything. Uh, I love who I coach. I love coming to work every day. 
this is my 21st year, my 11th year as a head coach, and I'm excited as ever for this season. I'm not burnt out. I don't feel tired. You know what I mean? I'm so yeah. excited about this year. And I, I think a big part of it is because I love where I work. And does that, the, uh, the opening at, at the pregame ceremony that you guys do every every week, does it, do you still get goosebumps? I mean, to see, you know, what our guys do with the march on. Don't see too much of it in the game because we're inside, <laughs> but I know what they do. But you just have great respect for them. Your respect factor for these guys never changes. You know, just because you don't serve in the military doesn't make you a bad person. But for those who do serve, I have a ton of respect for them. What is the biggest thing that we wouldn't think of when you are doing a game planning week? I know you have a very limited amount of time with your players because of all the other obligations that they have. Do you ever just go, you know what, guys, we're off today? Do you, do you just give them a little curveball? Do you try and do some things to relieve that stress that they have that, that must be like overwhelming to all of us who see that schedule and go, my God, how did they do this? I think if other coaches came and saw the way we practice and the time frames that we practice, they would be flabbergasted because just we don't practice very long and a big part of it I've been here so long and I know the demands militarily academically and so yes I'd like to have bigger piece of pie for us but then I know it's going to catch them on the back end they'll be tired for class and this and that so our pie is really small just try to be super efficient at it you know I think sometimes our coaches like man we need to meet longer we need to practice longer yeah, we could, but then it's going to affect them on the other side of it. So let's be super, super efficient with our time that we have. Don't waste any time. And, you know, and it's, it's worked out for us. Certainly has. Uh, thank you so much for doing this, Coach. We really thank appreciate you. it. Great awesome. questions, man. Oh, thank you. Thank appreciate you it. Thanks, Cam. Thank you, guys.